what's the condition of the church in America? It ain't good. And Kirby Anderson shares some well-researched and powerful insight here on Probe. This week we'll be looking at research done by Probe staff member Steve Cable. He has been looking at faith trends in America and provides a needed corrective to many of the claims being made in books and articles about what is happening in America. You know, recent reports on the current state of Christianity in America could create emotional whiplash, making one feel elated one moment and depressed the next. People are quick to comment on survey results and their own experiences, and within the last year we've run the gamut from Glenn Stanton's book, The Myth of the Dying Church, How Christianity Christianity is actually thriving in America and the world to a Pew Research article in the U.S. decline of Christianity continues at a rapid pace. These articles appear to represent two very different viewpoints. Which is it? Are we thriving or declining at a rapid pace? Well, finding the answer requires one to thoughtfully articulate your question in at least two ways. Number one, what do you mean by Christianity? Are you referring to all potential Christians, both Protestant and Catholic, or are you focused on a subset such as evangelicals? And two, is anything beyond affiliation with a church necessary to be considered an active Christian? Examples might include, how does one get to heaven and belief in the Bible? You also need to thoroughly understand the available survey data that might throw light on your question. You need to understand what questions are asked and how they are worded. Then you analyze the responses to the set of relevant questions to gain insight on your topic of interest, remembering that no survey asks the exact questions you would ideally use. That sounds like more work than most of you would want to attempt, and unfortunately, most of the pundits writing today do not attempt to do that work. Generally, they take fragmented data and attempt to draw intelligent inferences. In this radio program, Steve Cable has done this work for you, drawing primarily on data from the Pew Research Group and the General Social Survey. We will look at which groups are growing as a percent of our population and which groups are not. Both Pew and the GSS have surveys over an extended period of time, helping us identify trends in religious affiliation and beliefs. As you will see, the picture is certainly not rosy, perhaps better than you expect. Although the growth of non-Christian segments is continuing at a fairly rapid pace, evangelical Christianity is only declining slightly as a percentage of the population. However, we'll point out how some data has been misunderstood to paint either a rosier picture or gloomier picture than the actual current state of affairs. Tomorrow we'll look at what is happening with evangelicals in America. This has been Probe with your host, Kirby Anderson. Get your free copy of Steve Cable's transcript, Faith Trends in America, at probe.org. Then join us next time here on Probe. All surveys we have reviewed covering this century show the same general result. The percentage of people claiming an affiliation with a Protestant or Catholic church has been declining. GSS surveys found that across all ages, the percentage who identify as Protestant or Catholic has dropped from 84% of the population in 1988 to 69% in 2018. Looking only at Protestants, both evangelical and mainline, the drop was from 58% down to 46%. Considering those who are millennials now, in the ages 18 to 34, we find a decline from 53% down to 36% over this 30-year period, and the data does not show any leveling off in the rate of decline. 
But we may ask, are evangelicals participating in this general decline, or are they thriving as some authors claim? The bottom line answer is that evangelicals are declining as a percent of the overall population, but at a much slower rate. Across all ages, the percent who identify as evangelicals has dropped from 30% to 28% over this 20-year period. For those 18 to 34, the drop was from 29% to 25%. In October 2019, Pew released a report showing that from 2009 to 2018, the percent of evangelicals of all ages dropped from 28% to 25%, a significantly faster rate of decline. Even with a slow rate of decline, if evangelicals make up about 25% of the population, they can have a significant impact on American culture and life and perhaps begin to grow. However, does evangelical affiliation equate to an active evangelical practice? We need to know how many who affiliate with an evangelical church are active Christians, as opposed to just being affiliated if we want to truly assess the strength of the American evangelical movement. Using the GSS surveys, we can look for people who know God really exists, pray multiple times per day, attend church at least twice a month, believe the Bible is the inspired Word of God, and call themselves a strong Christian. I think an active evangelical Christian would have these basic beliefs and practices. The percentage of people who meet these criteria have dropped from about 9% down to just over 7% of the population over the last 20 years. This result is a large enough group to have some impact, but not enough to crow about the growing evangelical presence. We can say that evangelical Christianity is certainly not thriving, but clinging to a position of some relevance. This week we've been looking at research on faith trends done by Probe staff member Steve Cable. Today we'll be looking at the nuns, who are actually the fastest growing demographic in America. Nuns are people who state their religious affiliation is either atheist, agnostic, or nothing at all. The dramatic growth of the nuns has been an ongoing headline story. Surveys indicate that nuns were 8% of the population in 1988. By 2018, they had grown to over 23% of the population. For ages 18 to 29, they tripled from 13% to 35% of the population. No one denies this growth, but some question the importance of this trend. For example, Glenn Stanton states, the nuns were simply reporting their actual faith practices in more candid ways, largely due to new ways in which polling questions have been asked in the last 10 years. Oddly enough, he primarily relies on data from the GSS survey for long-term trends, and they have asked exactly the same question regarding the nuns since 1972. Some suggest nuns are primarily Christians who return to the fold and will return to the fold as they move into marriage and child rearing. Is there any indication this is happening? Well, in 2007, among those age 18 to 32, 24% of them are classified as the nuns. In 2014, for this same group, now seven years older, 32% of them are nuns. As this group began rearing children, a significantly larger percentage of them were nuns than when they were younger. Also, instead of attending church, only 4% of the nuns attend church more than once a month. Instead of emerging adult nuns turning into church-attending Christians as they age, more of them are becoming nuns. It appears that the cultural pressures against Christianity are outweighing the tendency of prior generations returning to seek religious training for their children. 
The Barna Group has found that there are genuine differences between millennials and older generations that will not be removed as they age. As Dave Kinneman, president of the Barna Group, states in his book Unchristian, he says, I would caution you not to underestimate the widening gap between young people and their predecessors. Those who think that it is due time for mosaics to grow up and look like everyone else should prepare to have unfulfilled expectations. Dave's comment is based upon their analysis of multiple surveys covering thousands of individuals and a large number of in-depth interviews with young adults. Is the growth of non-denominational Christians a more important trend than the nuns? Glenn Stanton states that growth of the non-denominational churches has been many times larger than the nuns. It is not the rise of the nuns that is the major story. It's the nuns and not the nuns that are mushrooming. This condition would be an amazing finding if true. However, it is not true for three major reasons which we'll discuss now. First, the percentage growth of the nons is not many times larger. From 2007 to 2014, the nons grew their percentage from the population by 44%, but the nuns grew by almost the same rate of 42%, but looking at the absolute growth, the nons grew by 4 million people versus the nuns by 19 million, almost five times the number. The growth of the nons is relegated to a minor factor when compared to the nuns. Number two, the nons are a subset of evangelicals, and as Stanton states, evangelicals have benefited more from these ecclesiastical exoduses than anyone else. They're even outpacing the nuns. In fact, most of the nons' growth came as a result of switching between evangelical denominations. Thus, any growth by the nons is offset by declines in other evangelical groups, resulting in an overall decline of about 1%. In fact, for the first time, we have the total number of nuns exceeding the number of evangelicals in America. And finally, Stanton says, it's the evangelical churches identifying as non-denominational that have been growing faster than any others, including the nuns and the atheists. Taking a look at percentage growth, the atheists and agnostics have shown the most explosive growth by far, growing their numbers from 9 million in 2007 to 17 million in 2014, a growth of 92%, while the nuns grew from 8 million to 12 million over the same period of time, a growth of 56%. So perhaps Stanton meant to say it is the non-believers and not the nuns that are mushrooming. In summary, the growth of the nons may be of interest to those who study the relative makeup of evangelicals in America, but to those interested in how evangelicals are doing as a whole is not relevant. The fact that nons are increasing just reflects some churning of affiliations between the evangelical realm, and on the whole, evangelicals are decreasing at a slow but steady pace. You know, a commercial enterprise may report sales growth, but a savvy investor wants to know why. Opening new stores may increase sales, but it masks lower sales per existing store, and that's a red flag. They actually may be losing market share. The same thing with parachurch ministries. The number of locations gives little indication as the health of Christianity. However, their growth rate per location can signal increased interest in Christianity. Unfortunately, this distinction is often overlooked. For example, one pundit points to the impressive growth by two respective student ministries in adding new locations as evidence of support for an optimistic projection of evangelical growth. However, they're not reporting an increased impact on a per-site basis. Looking at their annual reports, we see that one 
one of them reports per location attendance declining at a rate of almost 1% per year over the last decade. The other is declining even faster, reporting a growth rate of negative 3% per year. These declines could be caused by several different factors, such as lower attendance at new locations, competition with other student groups, lower interest in Christianity, and much more. But we can be sure that these two ministries do not indicate an overall growth trend for evangelicals. Surveys and statistics can be very helpful in understanding the status of a ministry. However, it can be seriously misled by listening to those who do not know how to interpret the data contained in these sources. Wrapping up our look at faith trends, this week we saw, number one, that American evangelicals are declining slightly in their overall population with actively engaged evangelicals holding about 7% of the population. Number two, the nuns continue to grow and now exceed evangelicals. Their growth clearly reflects an unimportance of religious affiliation among a large percentage of Americans. Number three, the growth of non-denominationals, though interesting, made no impact on the overall size of American evangelicals and is less than the growth of atheists and agnostics. And number four, looking at the growth per location of parachurch ministries is more important than the growth in the number of locations in a the growth of Christianity. You know, we live in a challenging time, but evangelical churches are strong enough to make a huge difference in America if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead and present the eternal truth of the gospel. In-